we back with another episode of All Black Men Need Therapy. My name is Chief. And I'm Bell. Damn, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my Damn name shit. is Prentice. <laughs> we got a special guest with us today. Warden Pierce, we'll get into his story in a minute, but as you can see, we got the merch on, the ABMNT merch. Hey! Go ahead and get, hit the website and get you some. Hit our Instagram and get you some. October 31st. Yeah, that's why we got the Halloween, Halloween, Halloween on the table, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is yeah. trying to help accent the, uh, the release date. Yeah, this shit is supposed to be spiderwebs, but it looks like <laughs> just we... Honoring the ancestors and shit Cowboy. with a fucking bale of cotton on yeah, the table. It's all good. This is releasing on Halloween, so happy yeah. Halloween. Happy Halloween, hey, y'all. Hey. Word. You know what I mean? Trick or treat, Nick. Check your kids' candy, man. Word. Check your kids' candy. Oh, Eat that shit. Anywho, my man, Warden Pierce, aka Michael Pierce, aka the other Mike P. You know what I'm saying? He tried to call me the other Mike P, but he the other Mike P. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nevertheless. Respect nonetheless. Respect nonetheless. Uh, long, long time friend from the projects. Mikey is doing some amazing things. Warden Pierce is, is a cool damn title to have, man. Um, a couple episodes ago, we mentioned how he went to speak at the prison. Um, Warden Pierce got us in. It was a great time for us. We loved it. And... Um, He's an avid uh, supporter of the podcast. 100%. And we thought it'd be a great thing to, to bring him in and have some conversation with him. So you, we don't have to explain what we do because you know what we do. So mm-hmm. we'll start with P. We'll start with you first. Check in, homie. Let him know what's oh, going on. man. Got Prentice back on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Word. We're back out here, man. Shout out to uh, everybody last night at the Legend Showcase. Had a show in New York last night. Shout out to uh, Rose Garden Events. Um, J Rose. Word. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to J Rose, man. P.S. Um, they killed that joint last night. Yeah, I bodied show. that show. It was a good time. That's what's up. I bodied that show. Um, I'm better than I ever been, man. You know, um, I am aware. I'm clear. I'm oh, whole. Let me style on what I new merch cup. Hey, man. Go ahead and sip <laughs> some whatever the fuck's in there, man. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm the best I've, I've been in a really, really long time, man. I'm, I'm oh my uh, God. weathering things that are supposed to be storms and coming out pretty full, man. So I'm, I'm I feel like Superman. I'm good. I think that I think that's pretty dope. I'm gonna take the next check in and say I'm good but before I get into my check in. We gotta shout out the space. We back in uh, Gallery 66. Yes, yes. Art exhibit downtown New Britain, Connecticut, and um, this exhibit's been curated yeah. by uh, Miss Adrian Elliott. The um, the art around us is a, a an individual one person exhibit. So last time we had multiple people. This problem is one person. Name is Mel Noah Choka Noah Kocha, and um, he's a self taught Nigerian self taught mixed media creator. He uses materials ranging from styrofoam, clay, joint compound, metallic paint, various stones and jewelry, and even some household appliances. Like it's a joint behind the camera. We'll show you guys in a minute. But it has like wrenches and and. Uh, wine bottle corks and all that. It's pretty, pretty dope. So, well, you'll see it as I'm talking right now, and it'll show you kind of his art exhibit, but it's real, real dope. Shout out to Miss Elliott for allowing us into the space at Gallery 66. Bellhead, check in. Um, I thought you was going to do check in, but all right. Yeah, I'm, we're going to come back to me, I guess. All right. Um, got a lot going on, man. Like, with work and future, and it's a lot of stuff. Like, I'll talk about it when the time's right, but a lot of stuff going on. Um, but Ultimately, I'm good. Like, I'm trying to, like, one of the episodes we'll do probably in a couple of weeks or so is, like, uh, where I'm at right now is where, 
If I could only make $20 an hour, what job would I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I made money. Like, I'm not worried about that. My, my mind is, though, it's like, what's going to be the most fulfilling job for me? You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's kind of where I'm at in terms of uh, next steps with me and, and what's happening, what, what's going on in the company and, and what that looks like. So I'm trying to figure out for me what will give me the most purpose. Have you narrowed it down to a couple or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, um, we ain't got to talk. We can talk about no, it. No, no, yeah, we ain't got to go into it, but it's, uh, it was a eye-opening experience to, for me to start really thinking about, okay, what brings me the most joy? What brings me purpose? I got to eat, right? Like I got to make some money, but I want to make sure that at this stage of my life, I'm doing something that brings me joy. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, it brings me joy. And, uh, and I, I'm a firm believer of we can find, we'll find a way to make it worth our while. You know what I'm saying? In terms of financially and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I'm at. But um, real quick, so I talked about, I spoke about this on our what camera I'm on? The main camera. So these are the cups that we're going to be sending our subscribers. Who, not subscribers? What is it called when they on the website? The subscribers? You subscribe? Customers? Not, not customers. Like when you sign, maybe subscribers. When you Subscriber, sign up to yeah. get, yeah. When you sign up to get, were you one of the ten in the first forty-eight hours? I don't think so. Man, word in person ain't getting I, a mug. I think, but still, I think I should be able to get one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the mugs that we're going to be sending you guys for your loyal support and followership. We appreciate you, but I thought I would just let y'all know that. But yeah, that's my check-in. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, word. So I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off of kind of what you were saying, Bell. I think a lot of it is like, you know, you've been itching, you've been urging me to kind of like jump ship and, and kind of, you know, chase the dream of, of doing the motivational speaking thing. But I really get a lot of fulfillment in what I do. Like today, Prentice came in and he talked to my kids. Oh, that's what's up. My students, you know what I'm saying? And they, they was locked in and asking questions. A couple of them slid off at the end and had like a personal conversation with them. So it was like real cool to kind of like, you know, bring your people in and inspire the young boys and the young girls, you know what I'm saying? So it was real cool. So like I get a lot of fulfillment in that. But the check-in, it was, today was a good day. Like it was good to just, you know, have my homie come through and, and, and support my kids. But my, my personal kids are happy and healthy and my mom's is, is, is thriving right now. Yo, shout out to Peaches for that plate. Oh, shout Peaches, out to Peaches, I love you. man. That food was so good. Shout out to Peaches. She made some Just white some and rice, chicken, fried chicken. Man, some avocado and mm -hmm. uh, macaroni salad. So oh, yeah. Held me down. Dope. But uh, yeah, man, all is good. So, oh, man, we should, we should tell them we got you a plate. Duke's going to pull that for you. Hey, you're here now. Warden, <laughs> Warden Pierce, Jimmy check in, man. What's next, though? So, check in. No. Bell talking about joy. I hear you talking about fulfillment. So where I'm at right now is just, I'm at the tail end of my career. I got less than three years left. I'm That's crazy. About retirement. Not thinking about, I'm planning for retirement. So I'm in the same boat as you, trying to That's figure out up. what's next. Um, I don't have the rush into anything, but I know what I, what I will be doing is something that brings fulfillment, something that brings me joy. Man. That's it. That's what's up, man. That's what kids I, I happy wanna, and healthy? Yeah, oh. the kids are happy and healthy. Cam is, he's enjoying MCC. Shine is doing a thing on the cheerleading squad, which I don't like. I don't like my daughter wearing a skirt, but that's me being overprotective. Yeah, being a dad. Yeah. yeah. Word. My seven-year-old is going to be in a play. That's what's up. stage. That's what's oh, up. Word. Yeah. That's what's up. It's a crazy schedule. She's practicing. Yeah. I want to say they rehearse about three or four times a week. She's going to be doing the plays on Saturdays, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for about a good month. 
Whoa, that's yes. what's up. Maybe yeah, that's a lot. Congrats yep. to her. Five year old, he's into karate now. So kids are busy. Sounds Healthy. like it. How many yeah, kids do you have? Well, I got four. Okay. Same as you, man. Yep, let's go. I'll be watching. Let's go. <laughs> I'll be watching, let's go. listening. Oh, D. Yeah, hey, I wanna, four. And they're I, all super busy, man. I want to shout Ward and Pierce out because he doesn't do interviews. So we appreciate you for making the exception coming I through. I can't stand this shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but we got you, man. We're going to get you through it, hey, bro. If, if, I'm, if through I'm keeping it in Iraq, Bell was like that in the beginning, <laughs> too. Now this nigga's on live every day. <laughs> like, I know. He, he He's went, used to it. Now it's growth now, though. Because nah, right? like, sure. I was not trying to. When we first, fun fact, when we first started these episodes, I didn't want to make them video. Mm -hmm. I wanted all audio. Mm -hmm. I didn't want any. And then, Chief, it worked out for him because the first episode we recorded, the uh, the, the the audio failed or something. So the only thing we had was what the camera got. Right. So yeah. we had the video and the audio. So because of that, I'm like, all right, I guess we'll record them then. Yeah. Because if we didn't record it with the with the um, the camera, we wouldn't have gotten anything for the mm -hmm. first episode. So that's how it made me believe. But no, yeah, I'm I'm a behind the camera like my man Mookie. Shout out to mm -hmm. Mookie. Shout, Shout out to Mookie, Mookie, man. What's your uh, IG again? Shot by so Mookie underscore. Hit him Why up. did they put the underscore at the end? Somebody already got Somebody that. Somebody had shot by Mookie? Yeah, somebody somebody used it already. He's probably a killer. <laughs> Just got off. <laughs> right. Fresh out. Fresh out. Fresh, Fresh out. out. <laughs> Yo, so, Warden Pierce is. Are, are you the first? Nah. No? A couple black. Yeah, I mentioned that before, but there's, um, there's two other black wardens right now, and there was one a while back. Okay. That I'm aware of, but okay. there are two others right now. And you haven't always worked in youth institutions, right? You've nah, been in the, you've been the big boy. For, yeah, I've only been there for a year. Um, oh, wow. I like working with the youth better. Okay. Only because you can make more of an impact on their lives, especially Agreed. as a black man. And that was one of, my, one of my questions for you. So in, in the nature of, in, for me in school, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, the biggest part for me is, yeah, I'm the disciplinarian and blah, 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 blah I'm suspended, mm -hmm. whatever, but... Going in and establishing rapport mm -hmm. is one of the main things for me. Because once you have that rapport, it's, it's, it's easier to navigate the behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, for you guys, is it more about, is it more about, like, setting the tone and then building relationships? Is it important to build relationships? Because I often feel like you hear the stories like, you know, you can't tell them too much because they'll use that to their, to their advantage mm -hmm. and, and take, the, and, you know, take advantage true. of it all. So for like, some. For some. So what would you, if I'm going in there and I'm, Rookie, rookie, rookie day one. Is it set the tone, be, you know, follow the rules, not, don't try to be too chummy and friendly. Like, mm -hmm. what's the, what's the, is there a protocol or is this dependent upon the individual? My take is this, like, I look at their age, right? Their development. I got 15 year olds, I got 16, 17 year olds, but then there's some that are 18 and over. Mm -hmm. So we transferred them out right before their 22nd birthday. Oh, wow. I take the approach of how would I want someone to look at my kid? Like, they're not your kid, the same way they're not my kid. But I take the approach of it's, it's my kid. So here are the rules. You follow these guidelines. We'll be good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do have that rapport with a lot of them because I feel like they need it. But sometimes it's, you don't always have to say anything. You know what I mean? Like just being a black man, being present, dressing proper. You know what I mean? Talking proper. That makes a huge impact. Just like your presence, like them seeing your face. And I was telling Prentice today, I'm like, I wonder, I would wondered if just being black kind of helps them lower their guard automatically. Like it, it helps establish a little bit of a connection yeah, versus yeah. like, you know, someone else. Like when you walk in like, oh, this black dude, it might make them a little more comfortable to talk mm -hmm. to you or, or whatever. Does, mm -hmm. that, does that help off the rip or is it like they don't trust often, you? Often it does, but then sometimes it doesn't. 
like a lot of them, they've experienced some traumatic stuff in their lives. That's what I was thinking. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them. So it, it just depends on what they've been through. We can go way on top of it, but is the youth similar to like the adult in terms of like racially segregated or is it just like pods or is it like? Nah, nothing is sep separated by race. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, but you it's, know how it's, 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 the, it's the clicks in the adult prison. That's what the TV says, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? You can't really believe everything you see on the No, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm there, just saying there, for the people who don't. there are some places, yeah, there's some places that are, uh -huh. um, you're gonna feel comfortable hanging with your own people, right. like we do. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But um, it's, it's, a lot of that stuff is Hollywood. A lot of it is. Okay. So when we went to your spot and mm -hmm. we talking and we letting them know you, we from the same spot and blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 it seemed like they lit up a little bit because they had no clue about, like, do you have an opportunity to establish rapport with these kids and, and tell them about you? Or is it just, you know, play yourself, show them that you cool, but mm -hmm. you don't give them too much of your personal life? Or is that, like, how do you get, make those connections? It depends on a kid. Some kids need more support than others. Like, I tend to gravitate more towards the knuckleheads yeah, only because they need me more, right? I know mm -hmm. that they're acting out for a reason. Yeah, you know what I mean. God, what what does that look like in 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 a prison setting though? Because like in my spot, the same a, as you though. But I'm saying mm -hmm. in a school like Johnny can't read very well. Mm -hmm. So when he's asked to read in class, he causes a scene so he can get kicked out so you don't have to read. And the that's same. a clear cut yeah, sign that it's it's you the know same. What I'm saying? It's the same. There's no difference. Like you call me. Matter of fact, I did check on that kid. Okay, he's doing all right. Okay, but cool. it's it's the same. Like you get, don't want to say you get the worst of the worst, but those kids that you deal with, mm -hmm. a lot of them end up where I am. Yeah. But it's because they don't, they, they lack that guidance, they lack that supervision. Like they don't have examples of, of what to, or how to carry themselves. So part of my conversation with my students often is, yo, like I, we have a men's group every week. Mm -hmm. Every week, maybe twice a week, we pull them in and we just have, I just, myself, uh, School nurse is a black nurse, mm -hmm. the, only, the only black nurse in the district, only male black nurse in the district. And one of our uh, behavior support technicians is a black man. So we pull mm -hmm. them in and we all just have a conversation. I always start with, look, the reason we're here is because I wish I had a me to talk to me when I was your age. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you can bounce any ideas off me, blah, blah, blah. Like blah, a father. Whatever. Huh? Mm -hmm. Like a father. <laughs> Yeah, like that. They be doing you dirty. They be doing you dirty. That's one. keep coming. It's whatever, man. Yo, Bill, earlier, um, before we started recording, you had a stat uh, about the the years and how it's Yeah, so, so, Mike, I was trying to, I couldn't figure out how to put this in Google. And this may be folklore, but you tell me, I heard that for COs, but in your case, whoever retires, 20 years of retirement, is that, have you heard the stat that's equivalent to serving seven years in prison, or is that like folklore? I never heard that stat. However, I will say there might be some truth to that. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. that, but um, I couldn't find it. I just couldn't figure out how to, um, maybe after we finish, I'll, um, I'll find it and I'll, I'll put it on there. But, mm. but I think about that, man, because like every, you just, we were talking before we started recording that. If you're off and there's an emergency, you have to go in. Absolutely. So that's so like I could be out with I could be in here with the fam. I could be at church. Like my work phone's here. If that phone rings, well, first off, if it rings, like I know it's something that's serious. A problem. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you I have a lot of questions, none of which are on this script, but how do you compartmentalize? Because now, now you're a warden, right? Mm -hmm. So I would imagine, and you tell me, but I would imagine there's a larger component of administrative 
duties mm -hmm. compared to when you were a CO. Mm -hmm. So, so one, how did you compartmentalize as a CO? Because I would, you tell me, I've never been a CO, but I would imagine that you're in the thick of it as a CO. Mm -hmm. Like you are running to fights and breaking as a warden, you're probably not breaking up many fights at this point. So how did you compartmentalize? Because I know when you first started in the, in the state of Connecticut, you're like low, lowest on the totem pole. So mm -hmm. if you got to stay over, it's normally your, your number that's called, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you separate the two in the beginning? Now I would imagine you're probably a seasoned vet, but. There really is. You separate when you're home. But when you're there, like you locked in. Mm -hmm. Like you on pins and needles. Shift to seven and a quarter hours. You on pins and needles even on your lunch break. Because it can, it can go down on your lunch break. At any given time. Like, you could be eating and then you hear a cold pop off. Like, forget about your lunch, man. Mm. So, there, to compartmentalize, <clears throat> it's a tough job. It's yeah, a tough sure. job. I, you, you know, I'm going to let you continue, but I appreciate you saying that mm -hmm. because I think... I'll speak for myself. Like growing up in inner city, like the most secure, successful jobs when I was growing up was working in a school district or being a CO. Mm -hmm. Any two of those, you'll be you're doing good, right? But I think we, me, I heard oh, 20 years and out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like basically unlimited overtime. But the whole, and I never, I was never at the point where I'm like, all right, I want to be a CO, but it was mm -hmm. always like an option. Like, I know I could be a CO. Mm -hmm. So, but I appreciate you saying it's a tough job because I think sometimes, at least for a person like me, that's lost, mm -hmm. you know, like how tough it is. So my question is, do you recall an event that made you numb thereafter? Like maybe you heard it was hard, but then once you saw this, like it was, all right, none of this phases me as, as, it, as it possibly could because I'm now over that threshold of, you know, uh, witnessing violence or whatever the case. Yeah, I had a point. <clears throat> I can't speak on it on camera, though. Got you. <laughs> How long into your career was it? Was that? Um, year three. Mm. Wow, that's early. Yeah, year three. So are you no longer surprised that, like, when if, if it really goes down, you, like... You know, you kind of just this, let me do my job. It is what it is. I got to take care of it. Yeah, you kind of get used to it. You get numb. I don't want to say you get numb, but you get used to it. Like, so if, if I'm giving a tour, right, I want to say a few years ago, DCF, they would give tours their new staff so that they know what it takes for us to get their father on the phone or to the visit with, their, with the kid. Mm -hmm. So we're touring around the facility, and they'll ask me questions. Like, so how do you feel about this? What do you see when this happens? We're talking about inmates dying. So I took him through the medical unit and McDougal Walker. And I'm talking about, okay, well, this guy, he has this. Well, I can't talk about, like, their medical, what they got going on. Right. Pretty much talking about, like, how these guys, they can die tomorrow. He's been here since he was, or since 76. Wow. He's been here since the 80s. And they see the guys in the hospital, and they're kind of, like, just, they're out of it. And I'm talking about, like, it's, I'm talking to you right now. They looking at me like, what's, what's, yeah. what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, well, what do you mean? Feels insensitive, heartless. Like yeah, that. that's what they're like. Well, you, you're talking about like as regular, but I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it for 15 years now, so it's it's kind a, of it's a part of the routine. So yeah. is it is it easy? Because we know it's a difficult job. Is mm -hmm. it easy for you? Like, so what I say when like when because sometimes when shit goes on in the job, I'm like, yo, 
I'll leave it at the door on my way out. I'll pick mm-hmm. it up on the way back in. Is it easy to leave it at the, at the job and not take it home with you? Or do you find yourself at home like, like you know what I mean? At this level, I can't do that. You can't take it home? No. No, I can take it home because I don't have a choice. Like, mentally, I can try to leave it there, right? right? Um, but I'm, I'm the warden, right? So right. if my boss has questions when I'm out the door, um, she's going to text me or she's going to call me. It don't matter what time of day or, day or night it is. Mm-hmm. I so, gotta pick up that phone. So, uh, so my question would be not from a not from a work responsibility mm-hmm. place, but like an emotional space. Are you able to separate that? Because when I used to teach and working with troubled youth, it was hard for me just with what they were going through mm-hmm. not to take that shit home mm-hmm. with me. So, for you, are you able to separate emotionally? You know what I'm saying? Like four kids at the crib. Does mm-hmm. the job ever get in the way for you of, you think, what you got to do with the kids or, or your presence at home or your energy? You know what I'm saying? It depends. I'm a perfectionist. Okay. And for me, my name is my name. You know what I mean? Like, my name is on the front of the building. So I know if stuff is not going right in that building, like, they're not going to look at my staff. They're going to look at me. You know what I mean? Um, so I try to make sure everything is on point before I leave. Um, I got to make sure stuff is on point when I ain't there. Mm-hmm. Because, again... Whether I'm there or not, like it's on, like it's all on my shoulders. Um, there are plenty of days where I get out of there like I had a, a terrible day. You know what I mean? But I love my kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once I get to that school and I do the first two pickups or that third pickup, and they laugh and they smile like I'm I'm fine. Right. Solid, yeah. I'm fine. You know what I mean? But I do have in the back of my head like I got this stuff going on at work, but yeah. I know I got to do my best to be present for the kids. Right. Do you, so do you think if I if if someone told you or is it fair to say that after 20 years, you have become institutionalized? Absolutely. Yeah? Do you find yourself like, like, like you said, you're on pins and needles. Mm-hmm. Like, like I work in a, in a, at a psych hospital. Mm-hmm. You got to always have your head on a suit because you never know because when something's going to pop off. I mean, I think that's the nature of like where mm-hmm. we're from. We always, we walk into a room, we check in the surroundings, mm-hmm. finding the exits, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's just the nature of being from the inner city, being from mm-hmm. where we're from. But is it more, are you more so like, Aware because you know how criminals or the you know people think. So when you're yeah. around, you you pick up things mm-hmm. real fast. Like you, you I, I, everywhere. I, I have to. I was going to say survival tactic. Yeah, right? it, it is, and you kind of never know. Like I've never had any bad interactions with anyone. Like I've always been respectful. Always, I always got respect. So it's nothing that I'm worried about. But still, like you never know. Like you could just. I might not have had interactions with someone, but I can be say out to dinner with the kids, and this dude be like, okay, I know, I think that's the. That dude used to work at McDougal. Right? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you gotta just kind of always. No, like you it. have to. So I'm, I'm when I go out to eat, like I'm, I gotta sit facing the door. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean if I'm in the mall, like I'm, I'm always, I'm looking around to make sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a quick lesson too, because a lot of men don't know that when you go out with a lady, your kids, or whomever, you face. The door. Mm-hmm. Always. You see what's going on. A lot of I walked in the restaurant mm-hmm. the other day and there's like several dudes with their backs to the door, lady in the front of them. It's like, yo, that's not how it works, bro. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know, like that. You know what's crazy, bro? If I'm by myself, though, I'm facing the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just mm-hmm. so, again. So it's a crazy tactics. thing, man. Is I remember the first time I went to a club and didn't get patted down, and it was the most nerve wrenching thing. And I thought up it was 2007, and I'm like, how fucked up is my mind that when I don't get patted down, you're like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm nervous. nervous. <laughs> right. I'm like, now you're on your keys like, and keys. Yeah, anybody can have anything in here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but what I had to realize is, 
But like, keeping it erect, you were sneaking in with a knife anyway when you was getting patted yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly, like, exactly. so now you ain't patting me down. Lord knows what I got. So that's what I'm saying. So, so I, I, I was in Vegas and was with all the guys, and I'm like, yo, ain't nobody get patted down to come in here? And they're like, bro, what are you talking about? So then I realized quickly that they're used to going to places where you don't get patted down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm like, this is wild. That's and those, those top tier establishments too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we were at the Palms back when mm-hmm. the Palms, palms was, was the it, Palms. Was you it, know what I yeah. mean? So that's so crazy. That's but it was it was wild. So my point is, when you guys saying that, I'm wondering if somebody listening to us are like, really? Like you got to do that? Or you should do that? Like why do you why do you have to do that? Like mm-hmm. because somebody doesn't have that experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, like, like right, their right. environment, their that culture that they grew up in, mm-hmm. it doesn't call for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't call for that. But I think sometimes when we say things and the things we've experienced, it, these are all learned behaviors, mm-hmm. right? We know something happened to us to make us feel like we need to always be on point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For better or worse, like we or always sometimes need to be on point. Sometimes it doesn't have to, something got to happen to you. Is you should be taught that. Like I teach my sons. I agree. Right. That's, that's, that's my point. That's where I was going with the conversation. That's my point. It's like, yes, like my wife posted something recently. It's a, it's a viral meme that was going around. It was a dude and his woman walking through the mall. Mm-hmm. And um, and the guy, they got, they got the camera on him and you hear his thoughts in his head. He's like, that guy looks suspicious. That's not, let, let me not let him get too close to the exit right there. He's, he's surveilling mm-hmm. the, the same saw, thing we do. And then it, it, it flipped to the, to the girlfriend. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. too. Exactly. I saw that. Yeah. So my point is, she's not aware, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm saying, is there something to that? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if I'm, if I'm getting my point across, but it's like we're bred. You're you're developing these survival tactics with your kids. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is that a product of? Trauma, or is that just a product of um, existence? I think it'd be. It's like a. I think it's both. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that. it's both. Because my mom taught me all those things just off of growing up, being a young black boy, right? Like it wasn't. And your mom was also worked for the police force, right? My mom was a cop, so. Yeah. Well, that may be it, but you know, like the 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 way it felt, you know, what I'm saying, wasn't from a space of like it was always on some chivalry shit. Or just how to be aware of your environment, not mm-hmm. because you're a young black boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. she wanted to just teach me ethics and how to carry myself around girls for when I got older, walk on the outside side of the street, when you, mm-hmm. you know, that type of shit. Yeah. I didn't get, right, right, I didn't right. get because I was black. That's why I have to make sure the exit is because, you know, as a man, if you're out with women, you want to make sure you're aware of who's coming in and coming out. But it wasn't posed like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like on some, you know, fuck around, this motherfucker going to run down and. Because I, I ask that because it's like, are we a, are we able, ever able, to just be? Yes, we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we? A, I don't know. I, I'm not saying we are. We are. I don't know. That's a question. Like, are we able to just be? And I don't know that I've ever been in a place. I can tell you when I when I am more comfortable or not as on point. I'm not as on point when I'm with people who are more aggressive than me. So like when I go out with my cousins out of town, and they back when they were knuckleheads, they they don't need a reason for something to happen. Right. I always kind of let my guard down. But when I'm out with like Chief and Austin, Ty, I'm the one that's always like heightened. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but this, cause there's, there's been several times that we've gone out and, and it's like, yo, Pete, look at, just keep an eye on whenever he, he looks suspicious. Like, I don't like his energy or something yeah, like that. And it's yeah. always that type of, you know what I'm saying? Whenever we go, we always like, it's like, all right, all right, we good. But I don't know. I, I just feel like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like sometimes, like we, we on the last episode, you talked about allyship and um, we have this ongoing conversation about how allies, there's only so much that they can do Right, they can they can they can um, advocate for us in different ways, get us in rooms potentially that we're not in. But there's only a certain level of understanding that they can have mm-hmm. because of the, these things that I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like my old boss, we had a conversation off the cuff. He's not having that conversation with his son. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Enlarge, call it privilege, call it you know whatever you want to call it, but he's not. Why not, though? You got to ask yourself why he isn't having that conversation and why do we have to have those conversations and others don't? Well, I think it's ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, think about it, man. You, you, we've been taught that we have to be twice as good, work twice as hard, right, to get a shot. Not to win, to get mm-hmm. a shot. To get a shot. It, me, mm-hmm. you know, me and uh, last night before the show, me and Obi were talking about, shout out to the homie Obi West, West, been on the show. Killed we were talking about the concept night. of, yeah, he did kill that set last Killed night. Killed his set last night. We were talking about how fucked up it is, how at 19, him and I, I forgot how the, how the conversation got here, but how as black men, I know at 19, I had a mentality and I used to say out loud, I hope I may make it to 26. Mm-hmm. I wasn't banging on the streets. I wasn't doing anything to put myself in jeopardy yet and still in my mind at, at 19 when I got my first apartment, I remember being like, this is so great. I hope I live long enough to see more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like nothing was to, I, I'm on my own apartment. Mm-hmm. And so it's fucked up that we somehow are indoctrinated with those type of ideology that speeds up our life to where we feel so pressured to have to teach our exactly. children. Exactly. Right. And that goes back to just being, because the conversation yeah. that I was having I with my old boss was I was like, yeah, I was 10, and I was walking me and my brother to school. And I was like, and my mom worked second shift, so when we got home, she wasn't home. So I would let, my, let ourselves in, and I would make us lunch. So and he's listening to me, and he's like, he's like, Bell, I was riding my bike right. at 10 with mm-hmm. not a care in the world. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's why I asked, like, like, when are we ever just yeah, able was... to just be? So mm-hmm. I wonder, like, from the space of being black, and a warden, do you feel like like there's any extra awareness you really have due to you being a warden versus what the average black man is is aware of as far as like conflict? You get what I'm saying? Because obviously I'm not a warden, mm-hmm. don't work in that capacity, but I feel like I know enough just because of the shit I've been through, the places I've been, and being mm-hmm. a black man about how to move, how to shake. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like with on top of being black man and all that shit that comes with that, mm-hmm. being a warden as well and exposed to what you're exposed to, does it feel like you have an extra sense of? Am I making sense like an extra nah, sense of I awareness, or is it already it is? No, nah, there's is? no extra sense. Like it is what it is. Like my sense of awareness comes from my upbringing, it comes from where I'm from. So for me, like the title is just the title. Gotcha. Yeah, but that shit you know? gotta be polished, bro. Like I could, with all the things I imagine you saw, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like. The only way for me to equate it is like at summer camp, there was a little girl who always wore sweatshirts, mm-hmm. always, and I'm just like something's not right. And then of course she ends up having lashes all under her sweatshirt. 
because she mm-hmm. was trying, she wore the sweatshirt to hide the, you know, the beatings or whatever. So like, it's certain things that you can see, but okay, this dude always got his hands in his pocket. Mm-hmm. What he got in his pocket, or like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I don't know what what, mm-hmm. the, what it is, but I know there's got to be stuff that you've seen that's like a clear cut sign. Okay, this guy did some time in prison. Like you could you could probably spot a comic a mile away sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's certain. Nah. And, I was and say I don't, I, I, but I don't, there's because there's certain institutionalized things. To how you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but there is. But I try not to think like that. Like mm. that's that's profile. Yeah, that's profile. Yeah, that's prejudice. All and kinds I, of shit. I can't, Michael. I can't stand. But that. it's still based on the experience that you've gone through. You've mm. been conditioned that way. You dig what I'm saying? No, but there are people who actually think like that. Yeah. And I won't lie and say like I I didn't have those thoughts, but I kind of put myself in that mind frame. Like, what if somebody was looking at me like that? Because think you know about what it. Mean? That's, like and, real yeah. quick, that's the equivalent of a racist justifying the yeah. racism. Like I was, I mean, I was, I makes I was sense. brought up like this. So it makes what, sense what for sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm just asking because I profiling. can imagine the shit that he's that he's mm-hmm. that he's gone through and he's seen and, and he's able to. Uh, so more, let's put it back to the little girl situation. There's certain things that you that you can pick up on faster than the regular, the non, you know, institutionalized person would see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only thing I might pick up on is if I see somebody looking at me kind of funny, like they looking at me like they recognize from something they may not just know. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, that's like, but that's but that's. Would you would you in that situation? Would you let it be or would you? No, I'm gonna let it be. Okay. Sometimes they speak, sometimes they don't. Last time you been to fight? Who me? Yeah. Twenty. Twenty six. I was at an age where I shouldn't have been fighting. You, you Wait, twenty six. You were you were twenty six. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I was involved involved in some stuff that didn't have nothing to do with me. And that's how it always be? That's how it always happens. Hey, I wanna defend somebody else. I've been there. Anyway, I feel like we bounced around, but I wanna back up. Um so you're from New Bern, Connecticut, where we're from. At what point in your life did you say, I want to be a CEO or a warden? Or was it like synonymous? Like, I want to be a CEO so I can be a warden. I had no aspirations to wear a uniform, bro. Mm. Like a blue uniform at that. Um, I was in a predicament where, like, Cam was, Cam was two. I was working two jobs, like, seven days a week. I remember that first year out of undergrad, I made 28 grand. Working two jobs. Damn. Yeah. So their grandfather, he was already a lieutenant. He worked at a maximum security. Told me to apply. I applied. He made sure I got in. I got in. My first year, I doubled that salary. Mm. My first year. So I didn't. I didn't have an aspiration to. So it was that necessity? It sounds like. Yeah. It was. I was. It was a struggle, bro. Yeah. Did you get? Did you get the bullshit from the from the cats around the way, or you the D's now? Like, like, did you get that from them cats? Because anytime you were nah. blue, like you get, you go back to the hood and catches. You know what I mean? That was a concern of mine. That was a concern of mine, like still being accepted. Uh-huh. Um, but I had that F that, like I got a son to feed. Right, right, you know no, I mean? for sure. Yeah. But the craziest thing that I got after I got the job was dude told me, he was in, I was working in HCC, he said, yo, nigga, how you get this job? <laughs> like, nigga, nigga, they hired you. If they hired you, they hire anybody. How you get this job? It was Emmett? 
Yeah, but I know him. Yeah, no, but right, I, right, I know right, him. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Nigga, how you get this? So, job? Pete, to, the, to 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 like help you get that, like where we from, like the projects, like where we grew up at. Yeah, y'all y'all know but, each other. I don't think y'all mm, mentioned that yet, but no, no, y'all yeah. know each other but since childhood. The project where we grew up at is like it was like at one point mm-hmm. like. You don't want to like it's literally one way in, one way out. Right, mm-hmm. it's like Sabrani parking. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. can't, like you ain't, uh, uh-uh. uh, like mm-hmm. that's not what you want, player. Like if you you unfamiliar around here, don't come. it was it was some smoke mm-hmm. for you. Wow, you know what I'm saying? And and so to, for to have somebody mm-hmm. pull up on him, like how you fuck you get in here? Like you ain't supposed to be here, almost. You know what I'm saying? You, you so, know it's a trip. I, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about this after we left the prison. The only black warden I've ever seen in my life. Is on Oz, the, the, the old school yeah. HBO show. Mm-hmm. That's the only black warden I've ever seen, and I've never met one in person. I don't think I've ever had an experience where I sat down and saw a real warden talk outside of a television show. Mm-hmm. So it was so dope, eye opening, and interesting to meet you at the prison because I'm looking and I kept saying, I think I said to you a couple times, like. This nigga cool as shit. Like, <laughs> like, wait, like I kick it with this cat. And he was like, yeah, it's my dude, man. We grew up with each other. So it was, it was a whole different experience mm-hmm. for me because I don't I don't fuck with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And not on no I'm aggressive, but I just don't fuck with law enforcement. And, and, no, I didn't stop either. lying, you're aggressive as fuck. Mm-hmm. Not, not towards law enforcement. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. But so it was weird and it was comforting to me to see somebody like us mm-hmm. yeah. in that capacity because I, I'm in my 40s and I, I had never seen it. You know what so, I mean? So it was a real dope you thing. You see how me. he picked up on the vibe? Like, I would kick it with that. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, while we're you, in prison. Do you, <laughs> do your, do the inmates get to see that essence of you or do you have to, like, nah. I'm about to say, like, I, don't, I don't know how they could. Nah, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm myself. So it doesn't matter how I can, I go to work, I'm dressed, mm-hmm. tie on, slacks, shoes, but they know. That I've experienced some things, how I talk. Right, right. Like, right. I'm gonna be myself regardless. I don't try to talk extra proper, which I get slack from every now and again. Like, I talk how I talk. Like, you can tell I'm from an inner city by mm-hmm. how I talk. I'm trying to learn how to dumb that down a little bit. Fuck. Why? You know Why? No, 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 no. But I'm cu- I have a, I'm writing a LinkedIn post about this, but I'm curious okay, to know why. Okay, so this is, I wanna say, last week, right? We had a meeting. It's myself and the other wardens. We have them like once a month with operations. For the state? Yeah, with the mm-hmm. state. Um, so you got to go around the table. You give like a, a what you got going on in your facility, right? Um, so they get to me. I'm last. Here's what I got going on. X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm enjoying my time at NY. Coming up on a year. Coming up on a year in November. Um, it's just I like it there. Like I'm like NY is dope. <laughs> so yeah. I ain't think nothing of it. Right, right, My right, boss right, is giving right, me right. a feedback. You know what I mean? Good dude. I respect him. He has nothing wrong. I would assume he would have said something. No one said anything afterwards. So the next day, I get a phone call from my homegirl, like somebody I respect. You know what I mean? Love her to death. She goes, "Yo, did you say um? Did you <laughs> did you say something about NY's dope?" In a meeting yesterday, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, I don't know, like I, I might have, like why? I got a lashing, and her take was, is she a peer superior? Nah, or? she's, she's a debt, she's okay. a debt, but she's somebody I respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you gotcha. know what I mean. Um, but her take was, 
you can't act like how they expect you to act. Like you can't talk how they expect you to talk. Like, shit, right? so you got you got to see at the table um, that we don't we haven't always gotten. So you pretty much you have to carry yourself in a different kind of way. And I ain't telling this, but it, I was mad in the mother. Like I was kind of pissed off. Like. I've always been myself, right? So I don't feel as though because of my title, which I can care less about a title. I like, agree. I feel like I got to this point by being myself. You know what I mean? And for your body of work. <clears throat> yeah, like I am who I am. Like no one's ever had an issue with how I talk. So you know, so I just to my knowledge. Right. I, I just wrote a I wrote a post because essentially what she's asking you to do is code switch, mm -hmm. right? So I wrote a post about this. And I find it so common that um, we find ourselves doing that, especially when we're in a position of power. So I was the first black director in my company. And when, when we split off, I was the first one promoted. And my company was so inviting that they wanted me to be myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they wanted me to be myself. But I knew that I couldn't be my true, true self, mm -hmm. right, just out of, you know, first year in the job, right? You got to learn the lay of the land. And then, but the, the mentality I've adapted since is when you put good, what? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, so they, they don't know you punched a nigga up under a car one day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't let it off there. in my head. <laughs> Uh, but oh the way we be God. breaking momentum is fucking oh hilarious. You started laughing out of nowhere. Because <laughs> I was just thinking about it. Like, so they don't know so, this thing. But he was talking about your dad a little while ago. Right. Yeah, he was. He Go ahead, continue dad. though. Yeah, so what, I, what I'm saying is, man, um Oh Lord. Like Jay has a line. Uh I was punching niggas under cars. <laughs> no, no. You you were who you were when you got here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a level of authenticity that we have to maintain mm -hmm. because we don't, I, I, I don't want people to feel to get to my position, you have to assimilate so much that you mm -hmm. lose yourself. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, well, I use different words at times. Yeah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But at my core, I'm still going to be myself. Mm -hmm. And I think you using the word dope in a big meeting is showing who you truly are. Now, it's easier to be yourself than it is to try to be somebody else. Yeah, because right. you haven't mastered that. Mm -hmm. So you're going to look more... Awkward. Yeah, you're going to fit <laughs> that scenario that they, or whatever that, that image is that she's referencing. Mm -hmm. You're going to fit that more trying to be someone you're not compared mm -hmm. to just being yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I don't agree with that. Like I, don't, I, I think representation matters. Mm -hmm. I think if you're doing your job to the best of your ability and the, and, the, and the prison is improving as a result of your work, doesn't matter how you talk. Mm -hmm. what, is that, what does that look like, statistically? Like, when they say the prison is improving, because I know there's, there's a quote, there's, there's something that is measurable yeah. there. <clears throat> like, how do we go, Mr. Warden Pierce went over there and he's, he's, you know, he's killing it. Like, what does that yeah, look like? For us, it's just program participation, completion. They look at the incidents. Mm -hmm. um, staff turnover. They can look at the transfer list and they see, okay, this dude, since he got here, he had this many people try to transfer in. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Or it can that's go the other that's way. a good thing. Yeah. Trying to transfer. Yeah. yeah. Or it can go the other way. Like they seen, okay, since Pierce got there, all his supervisors, they want to transfer out of there. Do they have like options? Like if if I'm if I've had it with your place, I want to transfer. Do I get to pick where I want to go? Or like I, they just ship me wherever the hell they need me or like. Nah, you, know? you you got transfer rights, you can go wherever you want. But okay. however Are we talking about your, your employees? Name goes yeah. Employees. yeah. Employees. Okay. employees. Nah. No employees. Yeah, I'm like, the, right, the kids, they they pretty much they're there. Yeah, they're there. You know what I mean? But staff, as long as there's space at the facility, you go on the list based upon your seniority. Mm. So also overall right now, you'd say you in this first year, you got a pretty good turnover rate, like everybody's staying with their bars. Is it like even? Like nah. you up right now? Like, what's no up? one no one's going anywhere. The first, the first nah, year of grace, they're like, hey, let we'll give this first year grace, because I'd imagine you're Nah, ain't no grace period. Mm. Like, ain't no probationary period. <laughs> Not probation, they, but they, it's um, like you feet to the fire. Like, yeah, listen. feet to the fire. Like you once there, you win there, there, you no, win there. there. There's no um account for what you potentially had to undo as a result of whoever was there prior. I got lucky in that sense. I mean, some people they go to some facilities they might have to deal with that, but I got I got lucky. Like you got handed a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Nice. Like nice. there was really not too much I had to do. Like the staff in there, they solid. The supervisor was solid. Nice. Like pretty much that red card was rolled off from when it got there. I have another question. So at what point, if any, did you ever feel like, you know what, I can't do this anymore? I hit that point once. Nah, a couple times. My first time, I was a counselor. <clears throat> I was working at um, the lower level, Willis Ibolsky and Enfield. I don't know. I, was just, I don't want to say I was bored, <laughs> but sometimes you just, being a black man, right, you in a space where you got all these other black men, majority black men, um, kind of felt hopeless. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like, yeah. what, like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I doing this? Are you making a difference? Am I, not, not even am I making a difference, but it's like, does everyone else care? Like, why I feel like I'm the only one that cares in this joint. Got you. know you. what I mean? Got I you. Exactly kind of felt alone. Yeah. What does that look like in an adult prison? Like, you know, at least in the youth, you guys, mm-hmm. you guys, I mean, obviously depending on the circumstances, but you can navigate some behavior and help them get out and, and you know, on the straight and narrow. Is that same? Is there that same reward in the adult prisons? Like it's the same, it's the same, because what snapped me out of that that funk, and it was it was a funk. Like I was probably going through stuff mentally that had me thinking that way, but it was a it was an older inmate that his he was about a sixty something. I don't know if it had a look on my face. Dude just walked to me and said, you know what, young blood? He said, I'm glad to see you here, man. Mm. We need to see her more often. Like, we need to see more faces like you up in here. That's about and like that, right like, there. And that's so crazy. That's about the But it's so crazy because that is something very simple mm-hmm. that was pivotal in your mm-hmm. world. That design, man. It's just so cool. Like you said, like a lot of your biggest lessons mm-hmm. come in passing. passing. Nothing Always crazy. Passing. You know what I'm saying? So it's, that's just a point for like hey, the people. Like, yo, mm-hmm. you never know when just words of kindness will... Mm-hmm. We'll help someone. Like so, we've missed a couple. Like we got our, our voice line eight six zero four one zero sixty one sixty. Hit us up. Fast. Like, share, subscribe. All tell a friend to tell therapy. word. Like, share, subscribe. But we've missed a couple phone calls on <laughs> on the voice line. So what I'll do is I'll text them. Maybe when I see it, it's a week later, a couple of days later. Like, Yo, I see you. We missed your call. Hope you're okay. Praying for you. A B M N T. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you just never know. Like, they could be no, in the middle of some... Like, mm-hmm. you see them TV shows where money got the joint to his head and there's a knock on the door or the phone ring or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'm just hoping that, you know, I'm, that little message might be able to... You just I mean, never we, know. We, to your point, you don't know. And I think our consistency has allowed for people to find more things to relate to. Because we've gotten emails of people saying, I was about to end it until I found Yo, you. We did get that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there, you, you, I'm a firm believer... Like, of everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Only if you're working towards something, though. And this is what I mean by that. Like, I don't. Like, you. My opinion. Like, you have to be having some level of motion, right? Going forward, sideways, some level of motion. Right, because if you said, you know, I'm tired of this place, I'm taking today off, you would have never had that conversation, mm-hmm. right? So you were still forging forward, even though you had those thoughts. We yeah, all had those I, thoughts. I, I wasn't quitting. Right, right, and um, and and so I'm just a firm believer of that, man. And um, now what was that an inmate or? A, no, that was that was an inmate. That was an inmate. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Yeah, 65. Most yeah, he probably would never was, get out. Yeah, dude was smart, dude. Mm. Smart dude, OG. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, what do you do? What do you do for your mental health? Because we just talked about all, all the trauma associated with this position. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, prayer is always number one for me. Nice. Like that's the first thing I do when I wake up. Like, I'm in it. And at least, has at your least, faith at least thirty been, minutes. Has your faith always been this strong? No. I don't want to say I grew in it. But um, I got thrown on the, the, the Sunday school band and get to go to Sunday school every Sunday. Oh, me too. You know what I mean? The Purple Brother, Mount Zion. Yeah. Angel. <laughs> yeah. Purple Mount Zion joint. Yeah. But when, <laughs> when we got into football, like the game is on Sundays. Like, mm. pal, we played on Sundays. Right. So at that age, we kind of just got into sports. Um, my routine, I want to say I got into it during my divorce. Mm. Like, I was still going to church every Sunday. When I was married, like we were in church together every Sunday. But during divorce, like, yeah, I, I recognized I needed that. I needed that Monday through Sunday, and not just Sunday. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. So for me, it's 4 a.m. My that alarm goes off at 4 a.m. Praying, devotionals for at least 30, 45 minutes. That's what's up. Was your um, this I think it's probably like a two-part question. Was your divorce, the process, challenging for you personally? Man, Get, listen. That was the darkest moment of my life. Oh, God. Like, that stage, so hands down. Like, that... That was dark for me, man. So, I got a question for you. I know what it's like to go through a divorce, right? My shit wasn't dark. My shit was beautiful, but... But I feel you. The right? ending I, might be beautiful, but that process, like, yeah. for me, it was it was it was dark. Like, yeah, that was I, I, I didn't mean it against your mm-hmm. shit. My shit was glorious. <laughs> wild. Um, Yo, ladies and gentlemen, if you're joining us for the first time, this is Prentice Eugene Powered, aka Powell, aka the Wild Card. <laughs> he is the, the absolute wild, wild card. card. We so, don't know where this conversation is going. That's transparency right there. I, I ask it because the amount of darkness that can come with a transition like that. Mm-hmm. On top of stepping into yeah. a dark space, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just saying that from the energy that can exist within a prison. How'd you get through that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the experience on that we had there, mm-hmm. and it was all good. There was nothing wrong. But I also 
have been in those communities and know enough to know what can happen. How mm-hmm. did you go through a divorce while, and what position were you in, in your career while you did that? I had got my first promotion, I want to say a few months prior to that. So one of the so highlights you were new, in life and the dark, darkest like, moments of your life. It was a highlight and then the darkest. But um, how I got there was prayer, man. Like prayer, again, my children's faces, have, have they, they were highlighted every day of mine. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I got promoted to deputy warden not long before my divorce was finalized. So wow. although like I'm going through this crazy transition, like I feel like I'm at the lowest of my low, like real talk, like I've never been that low in my life during that process. Did you know it during it? Yeah, I know what? That you were that low. In that dark spot. Did you feel it? Hell yeah. Okay. Like that that process right there, that's what made me seek out therapy. Was being in that space. Like that was that was dark. And I'm the type of dude I don't talk to nobody about I, my problems. Yo, I swear, Mike. I, I was, talk to I talk to no one. I was I as you're talking, I'm like, yo, who the hell was Mike talking to during nobody. this time? Nobody. Because we, so we we all grew up together, like mm-hmm. we said. And he has a brother who's a little younger who talked enough for everybody. Like <laughs> he still do. Like EP talks yo. enough for everybody. He still do. So shout out to Eric Pierce, is my guy. Who um, was ever around? You ever hear him and Peanut go at it? No. Oh my God. No, I haven't. No, it's the worst. <laughs> EP know what I'm talking about, too. And, yo, they used to... Like, I look way better than you. All day. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, it's still the same. All day same long. Yeah, it's still I the same. See that. So my point is, I think about somebody mm. like you because you've always been quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, our whole lives you've been quiet. You talk, but again... E talk enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to talk as much. So when you go through a time like that, where do you or where did you seek salvation or, you know, help? Or did you not seek anything? I didn't. But that's just me. Like, I don't, from one, I'm private. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like nobody in my business. Like, you would never see me post something on social media saying, oh, this crazy. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that right. because it's not y'all concern. Um, my family's always been overprotective of me. Mm. So if I know if I go to them, then. Yeah, they're going to turn up. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want that. You right. know what I mean? I was with my brother three days a week. Every week. Three days a week. He never, never knew mm. because I'm type of, I'm gonna smile through it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm feeling it, but I'm gonna smile through it. You know? Now I don't. Real, real quick, what's mm-hmm. what's the uh, unintended consequence of that? The unintended consequence was my hairline for one. <laughs> like, like, like that, that thing, it, it was up here, but like I had I had to let it go. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but depression, hmm. anxiety. Like I didn't, I didn't know that I was depressed until I actually started there. That's, that's, so that's, that's what he was yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's where that question came from. Because yeah. we, we talked about that on the show. Yeah. Like every time I've been depressed, I didn't know I was depressed mm-hmm. until I got out of it. That's why I asked you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But I knew something was wrong. Yeah. I did because I just, I, I couldn't get right. No. Like once I dropped the kids off at night every night, it's like I'm back at the house by myself and. I want to watch TV. Like I'm just sitting there with with the the lights off. Just is, is that a mic there. thing? Because I'm in the dark all the time too. Is it, mic, like, it, it, it might be. Like yeah, I'm you know, it, it, it might now. be. You know, it's the truth. When I used to, uh, I used to work with like the top two percent most troubled teens in the county that I lived in for like six and a half years. Like some really, really kids with big problems. And the one thing I realized after I was done was 
I was so good at my job and I'm so good with youth. Like, I, I, I just got it. You know what I mean? Like, going in his classroom today was just like secondhand nature and I had no clue what I was going to do. But I realized that the reason why I click with troubled teens so much is because I was doing a lot of trauma bonding and wasn't necessarily realizing it. Mm-hmm. So I identified behavior in them or some shit I may be going through right now that they got similar and I'm even more connected because I can really relate and I get something out of helping them even though I'm not necessarily helping myself. Mm-hmm. Do you think that happens within that system? You know what I'm saying? Or for you personally, is, has that ever been any reason why you think you were able to still keep going? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you find some type of um, commonality in you know the inmates that you're around, the individuals that you're around? I find a commonality in all of them, only because I know, I don't want to say all of them, but... I recognize that they've been through a lot of stuff that I have. Mm-hmm. Like they've been in the spaces and places that I've been in. So I know what it takes to get me out of that. It's only up to me to feed them that knowledge so that they can get out of it the same way. Like a lot of them don't have that hope. They think that they can't make it. So when we spoke at your, at your facility and I spoke about me being arrested and stuff when I, mm-hmm. as a youth, that was the one thing that I, I, I was hoping that they could get is like, cause again, you're in a youth facility. So, in theory, mm-hmm. right, some of them, a lot of them still have a chance, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, in theory. But I remember talking and I remember saying, like thinking to myself, again, it was a reflection moment for me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, and I remember what made me change. Like what made me change my behavior was my dad coming to see me when I was locked up. Mm-hmm. He came to see me when I was locked up. My dad had did seven years or something like that. So, and he had just a simple conversation. He's like, you got to make a choice. So you got to make a choice. Like you laid your bed, you made your bed, now you got to lay in it. But what are you doing now mm-hmm. after you get, when you get home? Like what are you, what are you going to do more or less? And as I'm talking to them, I'm like, yo, am I, you, me, you? So I've been thinking about with you too. Are we, do they view us as too far, like the psychological size? And do they, they view us as too far out of the realm of possibility for our words to mean as much as we need them to mean mm-hmm. because because we're too far removed you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like when i worked in the school system like chief you deal with this i'm sure every day i was when we started i was like 23 24 but for most of those kids that i dealt with the bad kids i was the most positive male role model that they had mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i was younger because some of them were 18 so that's not too big of a gap but now i'm 41 years old and i'm talking to some 17 year olds at your facility mm-hmm. and i'm talking about what i i was in your shoes literally and here's where i am now but can they even see themselves in us that's how that's a very easy way to ask the question in your experience i think they can i think that they believe that i mean they can achieve it okay but they need that support that we can't guarantee that they're going to yeah. get when they get out once they're released like we can provide them as much support as we can once they're there right but like with chief like once they graduate like what do you what do you do no you're right once they're released what do you do like you can pray that they don't come back um you can pray that they don't go back to what they were doing but you can't control that peak this though mm-hmm. you said when you got the job you were concerned about being accepted where you came from, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or people thinking that you, you the boys or whatever. I would imagine on every level, mm-hmm. these kids that go back to their same hood, 
there's a level of um, validation that they, they still seek because they may not have positive role models. So in that, it's like I may have to subscribe to the same behavior that got me here because it's part of the culture environment. And I don't want to be the odd man out, more or less. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a piece in one of my, it's a, a line in one of my joints that uh, homie gets more respect. Kids get more respect when they come home from prison instead of college, mm-hmm. which is which is very very valid. Mm-hmm. But to the to the, in the same token, I got students who have gotten locked up and are in there, sad, mad, depressed, crying, and, and showing that vulnerability that they laugh at while they're on the street. Mm-hmm. And they get back out and play tough. Like, don't come out here and play tough, bro. When I, you know what I mean? When you was just, when you were just like up crying. Yeah. And, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like, keep that same energy almost. So, like, mm-hmm. if they came home and shared the reality of what it was to their peers, it might help. But they come home and they start flexing. It's a badge of honor. Yeah. Right. It's a badge of yeah, honor. Exactly. And that's, you know what I'm saying? And, and we know when they're in there, that's not what it's like. You know what no. I'm saying? Like, they're not carrying that same energy they carry out on the street. It's like, like the dude we talk about, the dude who's tough at the crib, he tough in front of his lady. But when he get out in front of us, he ain't that same person. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, your lady think you tough, but we'll slap the shit out you in front of her. And then, then what happens? And then send you, you know? to the store. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so that, it's definitely, so for the youngest, if you're watching this, like, being locked up is not a, it's, it's not a badge of honor, man. It's, it's, a, it's a, a lesson to be learned and shared in hopes of trying to save your peers from experiencing that same thing. For sure. For sure. Long life ahead of you, young man. Yeah, any, um... Advice you can give for anybody who wants to pursue um, a career in corrections or um, one of an aspiring warden like yourself. Any any advice you can give to the listeners? Advice. I mean, if it's something that you want to do, uh, you can take good care of your family. Um, there are risks, but there are risks with any job that you take. You know I mean, um, if you need help, I got you. If you want to be a warden, just. What got me here is being myself. You know, being myself, doing a job, show up to work, stay solid. That's it. Mm-hmm. Last question for you, bro. What would you say the biggest lesson from working in this in this system for so long? Good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. What would you say your biggest lesson you took from your experience in a prison? My biggest lesson is knowing that anything can happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be the best person to anyone and everyone, but all it takes is one bad decision and your life is done. So you gotta live righteous at all times. Like cutting corners get you jammed up. Yeah. Is, that, is that based off of like, I'm sure you've met some like really, really amazing people mm-hmm. who made one mistake and ain't never getting out. And you see them the next day after that sentencing and Life is done. It's crazy, man. I was writing, um, I mentioned in the last episode, I wrote my cousin a pardon letter. I also wrote my brother a pardon letter. And in the pardon letter, I was writing um, uh, his decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I put in there that I've been in some of these same places that got him jammed up. You know what I'm saying? But the environment and things like that, and a decision that was made. Well, I'm, I'm, I basically said I'm, well, I was one decision away from him writing me this letter mm-hmm. and him being a director mm-hmm. in a company. You know what I'm saying? Like one deci- We were both one decision away mm-hmm. So for, from that. So that, to your point, it's like, yeah, it, 
it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. And I recognize that it could have been me. Yeah. I could have made a, a bad decision when I was younger and decided to sell something, you know, easily. For sure. So, yo, I, I, I think we got a hell of a lot out of this conversation. It was sincere. We got a couple laughs in between. But I want to give you a sincere and, 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 and uh, personal and honest and appreciative salute, man. 3.7% 3 of black men are wardens in the Crazy. Movie, bro. You are so, you are amongst the three four percent. That's a lot. You know what I'm saying that's a that's a that's a big deal, man. And kudos to you. And I don't know what it means to you, but I think black men don't look other black men in the face and say, "I'm proud of you, B." Appreciate you. I'm proud like, of y'all, dude. Yeah, I'm proud man. of you, man. Like, that shit is dope. This shit is like really super is. super cool. To it's just, eye opening for me, bro. Like for real, I, I I really left that day from your your prison. Like damn, man. Like. I felt better. I felt better for the for the kids up in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like getting to talk to them and chopping mm -hmm. with them. I just felt better. And you know, like Chief, you had mentioned when I said initially how I was like, "Yo, I kick with this cat." You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you were like, "Do they get to see it?" I didn't see anything separate when we were out on the yard versus when I did when we were in your office. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like. If I can get that perception mm. with him on there, they have to because they yeah. interact yeah, with him. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's important for me to be myself. Yeah. Not just at work, you know? Right. I'm going to be myself regardless. It don't matter where I am or who I'm with. As you Shout should be. You, bro. That's dope. Hey, and that's dope. Fuck what them people was talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that because that's, that's the homie. Like, right. I'm right. just saying in that's general, true. she got the earful mm. on your behalf. But like, mm. I'm talking about the people who come into her. Like, you can't be you. Like, they don't mm. appreciate you being yeah, you. And it's, yeah. like, it's like, if you want to... My question to those people is like, do you want to change the percentage? Right? It's 3.7% of black wardens in the country. If oh, you, that's the country? Yeah. I thought you said the state. No, the country. The, country. the world, Craig. <laughs> the world. That's what's up. 3.7% yeah, in the country. Yeah. 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 Look at Life flex. Life flex on them. Those stats are courteous, uh, courtesy of Zipia, I believe. Um, yeah, it's like. How how will we? That. I gotta find that screenshot. I, well, when you watch the episode, it'll be on there. But when we, how do you how do you change what representation looks like if you're not accepting accepting of people and their differences? Well, look at the system that he's up against. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying. He, they rather have him in there than in the position he's in. I will say, like that goes to who is doing these these promotions, like who makes the the selections. Like my commissioner, like. The dude is so big in the diversity that I, I, it's it's crazy. So he's, he, his, he's an he or she is an ally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so he made it a point to make diversity like his number one priority. And shout out to him for that. Yeah, because it's that thinking that whoever calls her, that's what he, holds the male. The dude. No, the person who called you. Called oh, you. I got you. Yeah. Whoever called her mm -hmm. is the reason. That these statistics are low, are so mm -hmm. low. Not like they're directly the one behind pushing the button, but it's the it's it's the um yeah the influence like that um uh, what is that group think mm -hmm. it's group think you yeah. know what I'm saying it's like everybody has this this because what you're saying to me is a warden shouldn't talk like this, mm -hmm. yeah, but what you're also saying to me is a warden only looks like this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, she only look like this or walk like this or talk like right, this. Right, yeah. right. Now you put me in a box. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. but dope, 
It ain't like he like, yeah, them niggas is in there wild every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had to go and shut shit down. You feel me? Like, you ain't in a meeting like that. But like, that. They, like that. that shit is wild. Like, nah, man. Man. Like, in, in my you, know, you know what I would do? This is just me. I'm not suggesting you do it. But as long, doing as, long as you keep right improving, now. I would use dope every time I'm in that meeting. Every time I'll find a way to get a hoodie, like I say, MYI is dope, and walk in that picture next time you go. I might do it. Put on your tie. MYI is dope. Shit, man. We put MYI is dope and slap all black men need thing passion. Word is bottom. I'm going to get you a tie with the logo at the bottom to MYI is dope. Right down the middle of that joint. I'm going to do it to wear it. I promise you. That's what's up. I saw a picture of it. That's what's up. Somebody will be big mad. Somebody going to be big mad in the meeting. Yo, that's funny. Nevertheless, yo, I appreciate the conversation, bro. It was insightful, engaging. I thought that was pretty cool. I think somebody will take some nuggets from the bellhead. Tell us, man, what you take from your final thought? Um, representation matters, man. That's that's that's. I'm gonna always say that when it comes to us being in positions that the world or people aren't accustomed accustomed to seeing us in. You know what I mean? And and I think, I think. Mike, your your approach is exactly it. You're you be your true authentic self mm -hmm. because none of us knows how to be anything else. We get jammed up when we feel like we need to be something else for somebody or for something or for some um achievement or accolade. You know what I'm saying? Like we're always gonna fail mm -hmm. if we're trying to be someone we're not. But uh salute to you, man. I I, I wanna echo everything Chief said. I'm super proud of you, man. Like I said, when I when I found out you were awarded, I'm like, holy shit. Because it wasn't a a cognitive thought. Mm -hmm. Like I never thought no one, no one I know has ever aspired to be a warden. Because the 20 years and out as a CEO was enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to you for breaking the mold and and changing the status quo. So that's really dope, man. Appreciate you, man. You super already know. Dope. P. Um final yeah, thought. Yeah, again, man. It, it just I go back to that visit, man, and you just just made me feel better for them kids, bro. And it was just really cool to see a cat that I could identify with in that position of power. Mm -hmm. um, because I know for me, it's it's like if I ever speak inside of a facility, nine times out of ten, I'm going through somebody who's in charge of trying to bring people in. I don't get to, you know, and somebody may come by and say thank you, but I haven't been exposed to anybody in law enforcement in the position that you're in. So be able to see myself in that position, even though it's not my aspiration, mm -hmm. was just dope. So um, my final thought is we're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like we really are. We be we outside as black so, men. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like we everywhere. So point. you know we are everywhere. So hey, pay respect, man. We everywhere. Salute, Appreciate you, man. Warden Pierce. Final thoughts, man. How do you feel about the episode? What's your, what gems you taking away from it? First off, this is fun, man. Good. Like, yeah, it wasn't too bad, right? Yeah, it wasn't too bad We ain't stick to the script at all. Yeah, yeah, I didn't look at that paper. Well, I looked at it ten times. What I, what I want you guys to know is that what y'all created for men, like it's all black men need therapy, right? But y'all got to understand, like y'all are reaching black, white, mm -hmm. Hispanic, like it. Yeah. It's just a title, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I'm a warden. It's just a title, right? Y'all are reaching a lot of men out there. Like y'all literally, like y'all inspire me to continue my therapy journey. Oh man, I so appreciate that. Thank like, you. Y'all just keep doing what you're doing because I respect y'all. Y'all respect me, but I, I respect y'all just the same, appreciate if not more. That. Appreciate sure. that. You bigging me up, 
as if folks don't know what you're doing out here. <laughs> like, I'm proud of you too, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. That's what's up. That's we got to keep Grammy, going, man. Gra- Grammy now and knees over here. Yeah, I'm saying we're going for it. Humble, humble, humble flex. Humble flex. Humble flex. Humble flex. Humble flex. Humble Come on, bud. Let's go. Oh, Come so, on. We go. So, Don't leave me hanging <laughs> on camera. Come on. Yeah, but we I, go um, for it. Yeah, I, I appreciate you, man, man. Yo, appreciate you. Yeah, we That's gotta good. keep going, man. Cause Prentice mm-hmm. got a lot of shit he got unpacked, man. It's the only therapy he be going to, so we gotta we gotta keep Yo, it going. Listen, I've been man. watching. You got you're not as angry as you were mm-hmm. in the beginning. Good feedback. Wow. I noticed that too. Yeah. Wow, thank you. You know what's crazy is that it's like he's not as angry and he's not as surfaced no more. Like he's getting mm-hmm. a little more comfortable and he was vulnerability. You saw that? Yeah. Did you I notice it when we was in your spot though? Because when, when we were speaking that day, he started talking about something. He got choked up a little bit. Yo, I man, still can't remember I'm, I'm what it was. I'm telling you, bro, like, that could have been me. That's what, mm-hmm. got, that's what got me, man. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what got me. And I'm just like, and, you know, you always say, like, you know, when I get a chance, I'm going to do this, right? And speaking to those kids is something I always want to do. And when I got a chance to do it, you, you can always say, if I was there, I would have did this. If I was mm-hmm. in that situation, but you don't know until you're in it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when I was in it. It was just like overwhelmed with the emotion to the point where it's like I didn't even want to tell my story. I just wanted to just like sit there and just be grateful and then be able to talk to these kids about my journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not like my accomplishments, like not Mm -hmm. that, but the journey. Like I was y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like one decision away from being exactly where y'all sit. So. Anyway, it was it was cool, but yeah, no, we we've we've all grown from this podcast. 100%. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, for me, fellas, Bell, you said something. It was a J quote, but it said, "You were who you were when you got here." Yeah. And I think staying true to you are who you are in whatever room you are in, and still chasing those dreams and accomplishing those dreams, and 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 just making a difference in in whatever it is you want to by being true to yourself is monumental. Mm-hmm. Be you at all times and keep chasing those dreams and it's going it's going to come to fruition for sure so that's kind of what I took about it like cuz Mikey stands firm in who he is and when shit is dope yeah. shit is dope mm-hmm. and, and I'm yeah. going to acknowledge it as dope you know what I'm saying so I think Thanks that's what's up that's but what's um up. yo man this was a great episode yo my people we got the merch dropping it's live right now hit the website all abmnt.com Instagram, you can purchase from them. All Black Men Need Therapy. We got a bunch of different flavors and all kind of stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Mikey, when you, when, you, when you wear your shirt, tag us on it, man. You I know got what I'm saying? Sure. So take a picture and, and tag us on it and whatnot. We have a voice line, y'all. 860-410-6160. You, you're going through something, you need to talk, hit us up. Shoot us a text. It goes to all three of our phones. One of us will respond when we can. Um, give us a follow. Like, share, subscribe. We're going to be uh, doing some cool things for y'all, man. Uh, supporting our merch line helps us level up, continue to level up, and give y'all the best quality product we can. And we appreciate y'all. So per usual, man, salute to, to my man, Warden Pierce. We would tell him where to find you, but you probably keep it low-key. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. They don't even know I'm a, where, where I'm, I'm at. Around. <laughs> yeah. I'm around. Yeah. I'm everywhere. You ain't yeah. never there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Hey, hug a black man today. Do it. And tomorrow. Do it. We out, y'all. Peace.